Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Jakob. Thanks for having me. So before actually I go into the introduction, I just want to stop for a moment because before the interview, you told me something very interesting. <laughs> so you are already a profitable business. Is that correct? Massive here is a profitable business. Yeah, it is. Already. And like, what is your ROI? Right now, it's uh, currently uh, four times more than we invest into all of the marketing channels. That's amazing. You're already very profitable and you're spending already, you told me you're spending a lot in marketing. Like you don't have to share the exact number, but like I was speaking about thousands of fake rounds or millions like this year's budget. What is the range that you are spending this year on marketing? So I think that this year it's going to be for the first time when we hit 1 million uh, in marketing, like a total expenses uh, during this year. But, and this is for me, that was the most exciting part that you are still thinking about selling the business. And I know like you have, <laughs> we have some of your competitors that actually signed up for, this, for that event. Why do you want to sell the business? It's profitable business. Because every year, me and my brother, who's the co-founder of the business, we are still thinking, what can we achieve that year? And every single year in January, we are thinking that maybe this year is the ideal time to sell it. Because maybe we are just reached the top of the, of the, of the pyramid, and maybe it's, there is no space to grow. So we are still thinking like, okay, right now we can present really nice numbers because we are still growing exponentially uh, year by year. So maybe that's the right time to sell it. Because if we are not able to grow, it's not going to be the fun. So every single year we are starting with this question, should we sell it this year or not? Yeah. So we get, went through that discussion this year again, and we decided to continue. So right. next year, January is going to be another loop of discussion, like is it the right time to sell it or not? Who would you sell to? That's a really good question because we are still thinking that really good approach how to grow is to acquire some other competitors, like a similar companies as we are. Maybe some other companies, bigger companies than we are, are thinking in the same from the same angle. So maybe they are interested to uh, acquire us. That's uh, option number one. Option number two can be there's a lot of companies uh, doing something similar in the same industry, or maybe dried meat jerky and bulldog is a just small piece of their portfolio maybe they want to expand the portfolio and maybe like a big brands doing some let's say healthy snacks can just acquire us because we have logistics so we have recipe we have a target uh, we have audience some kind of customer base maybe they can just like uh, speed up the process of doing something in that industry uh, i don't think that anybody else will think about uh, let's say start acquire us to start something new because you need to know how all of the thing works. Uh, I know that we have a really strong e-commerce presence. Maybe somebody can just like acquire us because of some kind of plans in that industry, but still it's about the food. It's a specific thing. So you cannot start if you are selling the electronics. So makes sense. Yeah. All right. So right now we want to sell the business because it's profitable, <laughs> but three years ago, four years ago, you actually wanted to like quit. It was a, this is here. It's five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, January 2017. Yeah. And we are thinking that uh, we have to stop doing that business because we lost almost every money what we had. So we invested a lot of into the marketing and we thought that maybe we don't know how to do that. So the plan was to just like to sell everything what we have on stock and quit the business. Wow. All right. So that's what we're going to do today. Like just go through this journey. How, how did this happen? Like why? Would, uh, were you failing and how do you manage to turn the table around? But okay, so let's go back to, to the introduction. So welcome everyone to Prague Marketing Meetup. We are creating events 
like before Corona, like we have like uh, the offline events. Unfortunately, we have to stop because of Corona and now we are coming back. Uh, this event is online, but hopefully we're going to have offline events uh, very soon. We, the community has uh, almost 1,000 uh, people in uh, meetup, meetup.com website. And we just started a Facebook group. So we want everyone to go there, ask any questions and just share, uh, share the knowledge, um, uh, share the knowledge uh, together. So please go on and join uh, the Facebook group. So that's the Brock Marketing Meetup. Now for, for Jacob, before, before I go to Masu here, I just want to speak about you personally because it's not your first startup. It isn't. So I can say that I'm the still entrepreneur. Uh, I don't like this term, but uh, in my case, I think it's true because from the high school. So I'm, I started a lot of businesses to just like uh, trying not to be employed anywhere mm -hmm. so, because I don't want to be the employee. So I want to be like a, uh, the guy who's independent. So after a couple of things like e-commerce businesses and web design companies, uh, I think that the Main thing, uh, what I uh, did here in Prague was to run a company with food, food delivery business. So we sold that company and I spent last eight years in a IT business, let's say. So that's still what I'm doing uh, as a, my, like say, primary job. And muscle is uh, something like a hobby, but it used to be a hobby a couple of years ago. Okay. Right now I can see that I'm not fully uh, employed there and full, not fully focused on that. There is a really good team. Uh, which is uh, in, uh, which is focused on the main things, but I'm really important part of it. So I'm just like still talking with my brother about the strategical things. And because right now we are not talking about, uh, let's say, small amounts of money. So right now it's about a million. So yeah. I need to be involved uh, and doing some some decision. But it's still some kind of like a hobby for me, which can be a little bit in the future maybe. But like it's a very profitable hobby, so that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's great because that was all. It's a process. Like a couple of years ago, I invested a lot of uh, my money into that. There was a, some kind of era that I didn't get anything from that, and right now I can finally get some kind of income from it as well. So it's a process. So I really like the fact that we survived the tough beginnings, and right now we are here and we can say that we are profitable. And your first business was was also food related. It wasn't first business, but okay. one of the businesses was food uh, related. And I totally uh, remember the moment when I, when I realized that I'm not interested to do this uh, anything in this business again, because okay. it's really tough selling any type of food or maybe any type of physical goods is really hard. Mm -hmm. So if you compare it with the, with the software development, it's great. So because there are no employees who needs to be on, uh, let's say, in the field every day. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier because you can manage everything remotely. So this is a little bit different, but I made the, not a mistake, but uh, I made the same decision like, okay, let's try to run a, a business with the dried meat. Yeah. All right. So tell us about Maso here. How, how did it start? When did it start? So technically we can say that everything started 11 years ago uh, when my brother spent some time in South Africa and he came back uh, from South Africa to Czech Republic. He just like uh, started to do some biltong, which is an African type of meat. I think that most of the people know jerky because it's American version of dried meat, which is more popular. But I think that Biltong is uh, doing really good progress in our country. Uh, we can say in other, uh, in other countries in Europe, let's say in the U United Kingdom, Biltong is maybe more popular than jerky, but there is no tradition uh -huh. in our country. So when my brother came back from South Africa, he ran a business doing this. 
and like selling all of the stuff uh, on the farmer's market. So it was really tough for him because you spend the whole week to just like produce the products on the weekends, you are, you are out of the home as, as well again. So I came with the idea that we should start selling all of this stuff online. But it wasn't uh, about Maso here. It was a previous business. It was more about my brother. It was uh, his one-man show. So and was he like working on that full time? Uh, no. So he had a he had a regular job and like uh, during the nights, so just like uh, preparing okay. all of the things. It was really tough for him. So I came with the idea to a little bit change the business model, maybe rebrand the rebrand the the company because he was more focused on the, like a farmer stuff. And I told him that you are not a farmer, so we just like <laughs> doing something a little bit different. Uh -huh. So we decided to uh, start selling mainly online, mm -hmm. uh, having the free weekends because you need to have some free time. And we changed the changed the name to Muscle Here. Uh, we can skip the reasons why we decided for that name, but uh, we started as a company mainly focus on online uh, online sales with, with just with one product yeah. we just had a, we started with just one product we had an original biltong uh, made from beef czech beef and it was the only one product we had when was that what what year was that that was a 2015 2015 yes all right so we added another another product so we had a, like a plain one plus chili one but it was still enough because if somebody was not interested in our product, we lost that customer. Mm -hmm. So we uh, decided to uh, a little bit change the change the model that we added more and more uh, meats from the other European countries to have, let's say, more broader uh, broader uh, offer. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say offer something which is not not like a standard here, like a elk and like a, these a little bit more exotic exotic uh, types of the meat uh, yeah. what we imported from the from Scandinavia and other countries yeah but it's a little bit uh, uh, it's a little bit jump uh, from the from the beginning so at the beginning we were focused just on our our meat our products and we saw that everybody will love it and uh, we can just like be profitable immediately but they did not no 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 because <laughs> It was a more fun for us, uh, not a regular job. So, which means that we didn't start with all of the things like the business plan and just like uh, do some market research and who's going to be our uh, our target persona. We didn't know who's going to be our customer. So, we thought that the people like us can buy this product because we loved it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I'm doing some sports. My brother has some kind of uh, like outdoor activities as a main hobby. So, we thought that people like this will be our customers. So, you build. You built the personas of the customer based on you. Yeah, like exactly. What exactly. You have and our friends, and our friends. Like, uh -huh. uh, hey, you are just like doing something on the computer, so you are so lazy to make uh, like a regular meat. So maybe you will just like start eating the biltong, which will save you a lot of time and give you all of the proteins and the things you need. That was our expect, like a main expectation. Yeah. And all of the things what we did in advertisement were focused on that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, okay, we need to identify these uh, personas and focus all of the all of the advertisement on them. So create the special banners, put their like a main copy, which is focused on the needs of what we uh, what we thought that are the main main things for them. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it didn't work. <laughs> what What were you using for advertising back then? So we started Facebook because I had some kind of experience to managing the advertisement on Facebook. I tried S-Click, Google Ads, but it was super time consuming. Uh, and we had a team just of two people, which means that uh, both of us were uh, were focused on many other things. And I realized that it's not possible to manage all of the channels. I decided to uh, be really, uh, really strong on Facebook. So I invested all of my time and all of our money into the Facebook advertisement. Yeah. That was the main channel. And do you remember what kind of campaigns were you running back then? 
So we try to uh, we try to achieve uh, the purchases through the multiple multiple approaches. So at the beginning, I was pushing all of the things really hard for work. Like, hey, we are Maso here. You should buy this. That's it. Okay. So nothing like uh, you should know something about the company. A little bit more talking about the product. I was really hard, like a hard sell. Mm -hmm. So it didn't work, and it didn't work not because of let's say wrong targeting, but it didn't work because it was too much mm -hmm. at the beginning. If nobody knows us so it's it's bad to start like this after all i read some articles how to optimize the things and i realized that it's good to just like a split it into three separated uh channels by groups okay let's say start buying the traffic relevant traffic show them something on blog and just like doing this like a first engagement with people after that retarget them or maybe offer them something interesting on our product and as a third step was to just offer them something uh, what i want to uh, what i want to sell them mm -hmm. That was much better, but still, uh, we didn't achieve any goals, what we had as a KPIs. Okay. Uh, so which means that ROI was uh, lower than we expected and we weren't profitable. And most of the budget, what we invested into the marketing uh, went, went out. And that was in 2017. That was the end of 2017. We thought that maybe the end of the year, like at the Christmas time, uh, will give us some kind of special income because people are trying to buy something. So we prepared some kind of gift bags and uh, offer them something special. But it didn't work because we didn't know how to how to how to offer that. Mm -hmm. So we knew the time that 80% of our, our, all of our customers are men. Mm -hmm. So we try to sell all of these things to them. Okay. But Right now, we know that during the Christmas time, it's much better to offer it to, to the women because okay. they are buying the gifts for their uh, husbands. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it totally makes sense, but we didn't know that uh, yeah. five years ago. So uh, nothing like a big peak uh, come in December. So in uh, January, we realized that we are out of the money. So we have some stuff on, uh, on stock and the plan was to just stop doing the advertisement, just sell everything what we have on stock and quit the business. That was the plan. All right. And how did that go? So that time we didn't uh, have the postpaid method on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So which means that because we didn't have any, let's say, like a previous, uh, previous, uh, you know what I mean, like a uh, history, mm -hmm. Facebook uh, uh, charged us uh, upfront, which means that we put there some credit and we were using this credit. Yeah. So, uh, in January, we made the decision that we should quit the business. We realized that we still have a, like, I don't know, 10,000 crowns mm -hmm. uh, on the account. So I was like, okay, let's try to put all of the money uh, into the short campaign. Uh, try to just like make some boost and we'll see how it will go. But just, yeah, just to take you one step before that. So you said you have 10,000 take crown left in yes, the account. Yes, exactly. But before that, you said like you may, you you lost like or you invested about three hundred thousand. Yeah, there is a account. there is a really smart feature <laughs> that you can just like calculate all of the expenses uh, you already made on Facebook and on any other platform. So I just like saw that we uh, spent three hundred k check rounds, and when I compared that with uh, with uh, all of the things uh, what that brought what that brought us, it was like uh, less than three hundred k. So yeah. most majority of the revenue we did was based on our friends and just some kind of B two B business. What we tried to do as well, but nothing like a like a 
nothing special came from the marketing, let's say, yeah. especially from the Facebook marketing. So that's we decided to stop doing that. And the plan was uh, until the end of the January, just spent uh, all of the like uh, credit we had that. It was something like 10K. I don't know how much. And yeah, that's and I try to change the advertisement a little bit, like mm -hmm. change the copy, change the banners and so on. So what, what did you change there? I changed the copy a little bit because I was like, okay, I don't care. So let's, <laughs> let's try something different. Because be, before we start doing any, uh, any advertisement, we just checked all of, the, all of the competitors, what kind of copy they use, what kind of images they, they have. And we didn't have anything, uh, anything different. So okay. we are still talking about the main benefits, like, uh, okay, it's a bag you can put into your, like a, the package where you can put in your bag there's a lot of protein so like all of these like a typical typical benefits but we didn't talk about anything what we do different mm -hmm. and i tried to change this that was the main thing and maybe the picture what i what i decided to use was not a professional picture i just like took it uh, on my mobile phone uh in the, the production yeah and i was like okay we'll see okay so the result of this that from this 10K, we get a, let's say, bigger revenue in 14 days. If I compare it with the, with the previous year, it was almost like a, like a four or five months in a, like a from September till December, let's say. Okay. Just for 10K, we just like a, get a, like a huge peak. It was a so like the revenue you made that month equals the revenue that you made yeah, like in exactly. five months exactly. before. And wow. I was like, what happened so we just changed one thing and it was more fun than the serious advertisement mm -hmm. but it worked all right and after we checked the people and like uh, made some like uh, for the first time we made some kind of like a uh, research what kind of people are uh, buying our product and mm -hmm. realized that we don't know them it was totally different type of uh, of personas what we expect mm -hmm. so we realized that we need to change everything and this was a, that was the booster and we decided to, let's say, try it again, or not again, but maybe try to stay in the business for another five months, six yeah. months, and see what it will happen. But I'm curious, at that moment, did you actually announce that you are closing the business? No, like, no, 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 no. That was just like an internal decision okay. between me and my brother. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, and yeah, like, so, so far, you didn't really actually define your audience, right? Which, which for me, because you already sold the other business before that, or you still had that business, like the food business that you had before? Um, when did you sell it? I think it was like a, in the time, but mm -hmm. I was still doing like a two different things right. at the same time. Because for me, it's like, it's a little bit surprising that you didn't do that step, like the idea of, okay, let's define our, our audience. Although you have already good experience with it. Like you have, you had because, a successful business. Because my idea, at the beginning was that I will invest some money into that business, give it to my brother mm -hmm. and my brother will continue. Uh -huh. And I will be just the guy who just like supporting him and not being super involved in all of the stuff. But I'm not that type of person. So I okay. want to be uh, in the middle of everything. So I realized that I'll be the guy who will do the marketing. I made a website and so on, which means that I realized that without any previous preparation, I'm in the middle of everything and I'm doing like the key decisions. Mm -hmm. And right. I wasn't ready for that because I didn't make anything uh, before like this. And the food business was based on a little bit different, uh, different things, mm -hmm. uh, the other business. Yeah. yeah. So when I realized that we are not performing, I realized that I'm responsible for all of these things. Yes. Yeah. That was faster than I expected. Yeah. 
So, and so what do you do next? So like right now you are, you are at that point where you say, okay, like the business can be profitable. So yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to close it, but you realize the main issue, which is you don't know your customers. Yes. And we were not so brave to show why we are different. So let's say the size of the bags, like uh, the, the products, what we sold at that time was based on the, all of the competitors. We try to compete with them. Mm -hmm. So that time we realized that we will set up our own pricing policy. Mm -hmm. We will start doing all of the things as we need it, as it's more convenient for us, not uh, what is a convenient, not for a customer, smart baby, because people are still comparing. Yeah. So we try to make everything which is possible to compare with all of the other products. But when we realized that we have a pretty unique product on our market, so we realized, okay, we don't need to compare with any other. So we can just set up our own standards, which are best for us. Mm -hmm. So regarding the marketing, uh, regarding the pricing, so we just set up the price, which can make sense for us, yeah. not, uh, not to set up the price, which is based on the expectations of the, of the target audience. Because when we realized that we don't know who are our customers, we are, we were like, okay, let's set up something which is good for us and let's find the people who are okay with that setup. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit change in our heads, like change the setup and change the mindset. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's, that's a pretty important idea of having, focusing on your competitive advantage. So that's number one. And number two, as you say, just be brave, like take risks. As yeah. At the beginning, just okay, like copying everyone else, but then because you're just, you're almost closing the business. You're okay, like, fuck it. Like, we don't, we don't care. Exactly, exactly. You, you start so taking the risk. Almost closed that. So it was the last chance when we can try it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So so this is the first two lessons I'm learning here. Like, focusing on your competitive advantage, why you are different. Like, as you said, like, the customer will always compare you to the competitors. No matter what, they will always co compare you with others. So focus and fo figure out what is your competitive advantage. And... Don't be afraid to take risk. Like, yeah, I think that in a nutshell, you can say it like this. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into um, defining your your persona. So, how do you do that, and who who is your current persona at the moment? So I think I need to mention one company uh, which was like uh, the biggest inspiration for us. Uh, it was a Scottish uh, brewery uh, called Brewdog. Okay. They made really good progress uh, when they started to talk more with their customers because they realized, I know it's a cliche like to say that you don't have a customer, so you have a family and every customer is a part of your, uh, let's say, community and so on. But they decided to, uh, they, they sold them, let's say, some shares in the yeah. company, which means that all of the people were involved from a financial perspective as well. But the main idea was to just like... Uh, make the customers more important for us and maybe they will start giving us the referrals mm -hmm. so it's simple uh and we start building something like a community because we realize that we have a lot of things what we can say and we are still doing all of the stuff like just me and my brother so we can show who's the guy who's just like uh cutting the meat manually who's the guy who's just like putting everything inside the bags who's the guy who's just uh doing all of the business things and so on that was a uh, one advantage on our side because there wasn't any other company uh, like the competitors who are trying to present who's the behind the scenes mm -hmm. okay so our idea was to just like uh, show them our faces 
be the guys who are talking with them on the social media, be the guys who can just like say, uh, okay, we are so sorry, so we made something bad and so on. And if they see that it's transparent from that perspective, maybe there's going to be hard engagement from their side. Mm -hmm. So we start to being focused on people not based on their, let's say, things like uh, what they do in a hobby, like as a, as a hobby in their free time. We were focused just on the people who likes the craft products, who likes meat, who are doing the barbecues. Uh, because at the beginning we made jokes about vegans and vegetarians and it was too offensive mm -hmm. so right now we don't do anything like this maybe they don't like us but we don't care the main thing is that everything what we talk about is just the meat and how we do that uh, the production uh, on our side and giving the advice to people how to make the, the right meat at home so. yeah so and it's still uh, communicating uh, from my side and from my brother's side. There's a nobody who's just like doing all of the stuff for mm -hmm. us. Uh, we didn't rent uh, any agency promoting all of the stuff. Everything is a little bit, let's say, non-professional. Okay. But we realize that people doesn't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. So they know that it's still authentic. Yeah, yeah. So if we if we're gonna apply that to maybe a bigger company, like how how would you approach that? Like how to make the brand more more personal more humanized let's say how how would you approach that for like for, for... it's much let's say right now we have a team of the people mm -hmm. behind the behind the behind the brand so it's more complicated even in that small team to just still be authentic because mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot of people doing their own jobs really good but they are not the persons who can just like say anything publicly so which yeah. means that we still need to use me and my brother like uh, talking about the main things but we cannot do that because there is a thousands of other things we need to uh, we need to solve every day yeah so for big companies i can imagine how hard it is to be authentic if you know that you have a uh, just 10 people responsible for the food production 10 people in logistics and you cannot give them a chance to talk about all of the daily stuff mm -hmm. there needs to be one guy who just like covering one department and how important is the logistics for the customers? It is important, it is important but people are more interested in the products, yeah. not about, the, let's say, how we are doing all of the stuff behind the scenes to be sure that everything will be delivered within one day. Yeah. So I don't have an answer for this, like uh, how to approach the similar thing if you are a big company, because it's the, it's the problem of most of the companies which are bigger than us, like how it can be authentic. Sometimes you can trust them. Yeah. Sometimes you see that they're trying to do something like this, but you know that's bullshit because yeah. they're just like trying to tell the customers that everything what we do is a craft, mm -hmm. uh, craftsmanship things, and you know that it's not because there's a factory and everything is made by the by the by the machines. So actually, taking from what you said, I think is just showing the product in, in in real life, and that's that's what you actually did. Like you started showing the product, like. Using the images that we're doing, using the videos, just show the customer whatever. If it's digital product, if it's physical product, just show the customer what is the product, how it looks like, how can you use it. Actually, that was the first step. Totally right. So that was the first step. We showed them everything, but we showed them how we are doing it. We didn't tell them like how can they do that thing on their side. That was the second step. Mm -hmm. What we made, and most of the people were like that we are crazy. If you tell all of the people how to make all of the jerky and bultong at home, nobody will buy it uh, from you in the future because they can just spend a lot of money to do it at home. And I was like, yes, I know how to make a bread or brew a beer at uh -huh. home, but I don't do that because it's much convenient for me to go to the store and just like spend 30 crowns and That's buy it. That's very interesting, yeah. Just yeah. making the bultong, you need to five days to drying it 
another day to just like uh, give him the rest and put it in the bag. Yeah. Do you want to invest seven days of your time doing the biltong if you know that you will do something what you can buy for 100 grams? Yeah. Maybe there are some people who can just invest the time into it, but not on a regular time. So just maybe once a year, you can mm -hmm. do it for fun. Yeah. And we told them, okay, this is a recipe what we uh, were crafting last 10 years. So there's all of the ingredients what you need and just try it. Because a lot of people told us, it's super expensive selling the 40 grams of meat for 100 crowns. Mm -hmm. So I just made a calculation and I know that this is overpriced. I mm -hmm. told them, okay, where is the cost for the money, uh, for the for the, uh, for the work? Mm -hmm. Where is the cost for electricity bags? Because you don't need the bags if you are doing all of these things. Certificates, what you need to have and mm -hmm. so on. This is a something what people are not counting in. Yeah. When we gave them all of the ingredients and told them, okay, here is it, try. Yeah. They tried. Nobody's complaining right now. <laughs> uh, and actually, yeah, like I, I watched the video. So like if you go to Master here YouTube channel, you have the video like how to drive. I think it's like one of your most popular videos still. Yes, uh, there are more popular ones, but they were promoting it. Yeah. So the three videos about the how to do the Biltong at home didn't know were promoted. Uh, and we have more than 100,000 uh, views. Wow. Like it's, it's in Czech language, but I think like, yeah, like, I mean, you can still, uh, you can still watch it. Uh, and I think you actually even, you even started selling the kit for, um, uh, for doing that. Yeah, that was, and again, there was something what we saw, uh, in, in, let's say examples of our, uh, other companies and we are like, okay, why not? So we know that it will definitely not, uh, not, uh, hit us, uh, in a bad way. And we came with this idea last Christmas, okay. just before the Corona, mm -hmm. which was the like uh, the biggest revenue boost for us because during the Corona, all of the people uh, were home, so they didn't know what to do. Didn't have anything to the do. Yeah. This thing was to just buy the do-it-yourself kit from us and try to uh, make a biltong. Uh -huh. And I think you you mentioned that actually it's one of your most popular products, like this kit. Not this kit, but uh, you can buy the kit if you need like everything together, uh, including recipe and uh -huh. some uh, some fancy stuff. But you can buy all of these ingredients one by one. Uh -huh, uh, okay. There is a one ingredient which is really popular because you can use it for barbecue, not just for drying meat. So this uh, it's a liquid smoke. So okay. most of the people knows that liquid smoke is the most popular product, and we are selling it uh, one year, almost one year. Uh -huh. And for us, it was just like a small addition, uh, like a. You don't need it for making the dried meat, but if you want to put there some like a like a smoked flavor, so it's easier. It's, mm -hmm. it's the easiest way how to do that. Yeah. So we put that uh, thing into the into the shop just to having it like for sure, and we didn't expect that it's gonna be the top selling product. Wow. All right. So I'm gonna take you back again to the to the uh, same question. So how are you defining your persona now, and how did you get to that realization? So. As I said before, so at the beginning we were thinking about the like uh, the let's say situations when you can eat meat. Mm -hmm. Like uh, okay, you will go play golf, going outside into the mountains, like doing stuff like this. And all of the all of the advertisement um, were focused on that situations. So if you wanna if you wanna target uh, golf players, we just posted something with uh, with a golf bag and just like being somewhere outside and. So, some kind of, and some kind of copy which yeah. is focused on that activity but we realized that it didn't it doesn't work if you are not a professional golfer if you are not playing a golf every day and you need much more about this uh, uh this activity mm -hmm. but we ask ourselves like what we know uh the the most like the best 
how to do the, how to how to dry the meat, okay. how to make a bolton, how to make a jerky. So we define these persons like okay, we like meat, we like all of these experiments with uh, with these type of snacks, and everything what we just start focusing on was like okay, people with this simple simple uh, let's say like a types of the personalities okay. like uh, be focused on cooking be focused on these uh, these things and we spent a couple of months with this approach mm -hmm. we made really good target audience and after that we started to use on uh, facebook just like uh, the the similar audiences okay and optimize the targeting based on the behavior of our previous customers okay it wasn't possible at the beginning because we had uh, just few customers and it was a super small amount of people but right now with thousands and thousands of people we have every month as a new ones we're still optimizing the targeting based on the behavior of the people mm -hmm. so right now i can say that it's more about the more about the let's say experience we have based on the numbers uh, and we just like sometimes trying to find a new audience which is and when we have some kind of new product and we just expand the, the, the targeting but majority of the activities we do right now are based on the previous numbers and how to just like uh, use these numbers. All right, so like you are connecting like your, uh, your e-commerce system to Facebook and like trying to target similar audiences who like already bought your product. Exactly. We are tracking the, the, the behavior of every of every customer. Let's say the emailing. So emailing is based on the of the previous behavior, like uh, how often you buy something, what kind of products, because we have different categories and we know that people like some uh, some categories more than the others because there is a like a it's like a wine, like you have a white, red, rosé. Yeah. So sometimes you want to try all of them, mm -hmm. but sometimes you know that you are more focused on that type. So mm -hmm. based on previous behavior, we can say, okay, this person uh, should try this because it was, uh, let's say, five orders in a row when okay. he didn't try that. So we mm -hmm. should offer it because there's something special. If we see that it doesn't work, okay, let's keep him in that category because it looks that he doesn't like Bolton. He's uh -huh. a jerky all guy. Right. Okay. So right now it's much easier because yeah. you have a data, so you can work with that. And we have many charts and uh, overviews. Uh, we are measuring everything. We see how, let's say, cheaper products are doing the bad job for us because we see that average uh, uh, order amount is going down, which mm -hmm. is not good for us. So we need to figure out how to fix it to just like increase it because with these small ingredients for home drying, that was a big issue, for example. We were over 1,000 per one order, mm -hmm. and it went down drastically because of these cheap things, which were just for 80 crowns, and people sometimes just like order one ingredient, yeah. like a chili or a liquid smoke, which is like 100 crowns, yeah. and it went down with, uh, the, uh, with the average uh, amount of the order. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, and I just, I just want to go back to like a little bit into the technical part of Facebook. So... At the beginning, you were targeting like choosing like uh, based on interest, or say like, and you say like people based on and like um, uh, sportive, uh, sportive people. And right now, you already have enough data to target like similar audiences. But to reach to that point, what did you change in your targeting on Facebook? So instead of targeting only sportive, um, um, uh, sportive people, what yeah. what were you targeting there? I said that we uh, were buying the traffic. Like uh, by a traffic, uh, we were okay with a really high bounce rate on our blog, and we try to retarget them in the future. Uh, blog were mostly about, uh, let's say, giving them some information about the products, about the differences between the jerky and bolton. Try to educate them. 
And we spent a lot of money for that traffic. Uh, I think that we achieved really good numbers, but still, that was just about the visit our website and we didn't expect any purchases. So it. actually your ads were like for the blog post, you're not, you're not advertising the product. Exactly, itself. exactly. Okay. So, and we were focused on the, on the images, which uh, were some kind of potential to be a little bit more viral and uh, like a, just like a click bite uh, okay. things. We changed that approach. We realized that it's much better to use the real products with the real images, like not showing just the bags, but uh, let's say real, uh, real meat, what you can find inside the bag and start talking about the process of, uh, of uh, manufacturing, trying to say how you can just compare it with other, other, other products. And we didn't, we start, stopped using the, the blog post for that. Mm -hmm. We started to use the, let's say categories okay. of, the, of the products or a real products, like, a, like a, the single, single pages with the product. Where is there still potential to buy it immediately? Okay. But it wasn't focused mainly on the, on the, on the purchase. It was just like, look, this is a product you can be interested in, and there is a something behind the scenes and behind the behind the product mm -hmm. uh, what is a little bit hard to find on the web. And this approach with, uh, let's say, a little bit more educative approach, but not focused just on the buying the traffic, but uh, more focused on the, let's say, presenting the real products we have. It's it was a, like a. The, big change for us because right. we didn't spend a lot of money in marketing uh, just to buying traffic whereas it was just like really low uh, amount of people who will stay with us because right now we can say that we still spending let's say similar amount of money but the results are much better because yeah. the part of buying uh, useless traffic uh, is not a part of the strategy I understand so like yeah so you're getting the traffic to the blog but there was no conversion happening like yeah in, in, in the e-commerce uh, side so you change it, the landing pages to go to the category or the product page, and you also change it, the, the copy of the ad itself. Yeah. Uh, one thing what we tried, and I was surprised that it works, was that before I tried to just like put a really good title, uh, catchy image, and just like a few words into the description, because you know, like the rules, or like what kind of things people are mostly reading. But we tried to approach, uh, I'd like to say that it was my idea, but the guy who's responsible for uh, this part uh, uh, muscle, he started to describing everything in the description uh, of sponsored sponsored post. Okay, and it was a really long copy. Sometimes you need to just like using continue reading to see yeah. like everything, and it started to work really really well. Uh -huh. So I was I was surprised that people are not so lazy to read. Uh -huh. So okay. and when you see that they can just like jump on the website to see the product, they can uh, read all of the description about it. Means that you can just like just with advertisement solve two issues. You can just present them the brand product mm -hmm. and educate them. Yeah. So next time you can just start being focused on on purchase yeah. because they already know everything what they need. And are you still using this this technique? Yes, exactly. Wow, impressive. So it's funny thing to compare it between the countries because it uh, worked better in Czech Republic, uh, okay. not so much in Slovakia, uh -huh. but Slovakia is totally a different market. Uh, if you are speaking about the, about the dried meat, I'm really interested and curious uh, what kind of things we achieve in other countries because right now we are planning the expansion. So if that ex uh, if that approach will work there as well. Yeah, like I, I see this approach from different uh, advertisers, but as you said, like the norm is keep it short, keep it simple. Uh, but again, like going back to the first thing, like you have to be brave to, to risk and try new things. Like if yeah. you're just going to be like everyone else and you're not 
experimenting with any uh, with any new um, uh, formats, like yeah, you're not you're not gonna get anywhere. Like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean it's gonna work with everyone. It doesn't mean it's gonna work with all markets or all products. But you need to try to find out what's gonna work for you. I think it's it's really good to mention that this that it doesn't work if you wanna just like sell something really quickly. Mm. So this is a something what you need to consistently do every single month and just like educating your target audience. Uh, long term uh, on long term era because if you have something like a limited edition and you want to sell it immediately there's no time to read so you just Makes need sense. to push everything hard forward and just offering the product and be like this is a limited edition so you should buy it now because it's just like a few bags of it and so on makes sense makes sense all right um you mentioned something at the beginning like you like about choosing the the name of the brand I mean, this is a little bit longer story so we need to we don't need to jump into that but I, what i really want to speak about is the branding itself because you mentioned that from the beginning you knew that this is a very fundamental for the for the growth of the business and you decided to do everything in-house you didn't hire like an agency or uh, anything so why did you think having a good brand from the beginning is 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 fundamental and what what were the components of that branding I think that we still try to look bigger than we are in real. And this, let's say, uh, feeling is based on many things. And my personal feeling when I'm just like uh, buying anything online, I'm still checking the quality of the presentation. And you need to have a feeling that everything is secured so that uh, if you put your card on the website, you need to be sure that uh, they will send you a, send you a money back if something yeah. will go wrong and so on. Another thing what we prepared before we start selling is that what kind of components we will need maybe in the future. I know that it's not a typical uh, approach that some people start thinking like, okay, what if we start doing uh, some merch, merchandise? Uh, nobody's thinking about it. At the okay. But we saw many really good examples uh, in other countries and we were like, okay, let's come with the identity which will be based on, let's say, three pillars. And if you want to do something like a corporate branding, we are ready for that. If okay. you want to do some fancy stuff, we have it. If we need to put some logo uh, in, let's say, square size, we have it. We have a strong symbol, which is the M, mm -hmm. uh, what I have on my cap. So I just start counting with all of these things, what maybe we will need in the future and prepare everything according to these expectations and needs uh, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was really tough because Every name or every approach, what we uh, realized is good for us, wasn't ready to uh, be used in all of these all of these uh, uh, activities. Let's yes, say. I understand. So we didn't hire any any agency who just like helped us with the let's say production of these things. We had a couple of meetings with the let's say mentors and like uh, uh, consultants who. Uh, helped us to ident identify these key pillars mm -hmm. uh, to be sure like uh, what kind of communication we should choose and so on. We changed the thing many times because uh, our target audience uh, changed. Yeah. But funny thing is that they told us, if you are focused on the Czech business, uh, Czech market, and Czech and Slovak market, you shouldn't use any English word in the in the in your name. And you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. It should be, let's say, like a no-go thing to go with the English word. Okay. Thanks. So, and we came with it here in a, in a, in, a, in the name. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't use all of the all of the let's say advice what we get at the beginning, but most of them were done and like. 
last five years, we didn't rebrand. We didn't change anything. We still mm -hmm. have the same language, same font, same logo, and it still works. And yeah. we don't need to change it. Maybe the word muscle and here, it's a little bit weird in, uh, if we start selling it something uh, internationally. But there's a thousands of brands with the weird names. You don't know what does it mean and yeah. they are successful. So maybe nobody will think about the word meat uh, in, England, in England because they are like, okay, some weird company from Central Europe. So Like you have fa Facebook or you have YouTube. like this. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So, uh, but like uh, the main branding thing uh, at the beginning was really stressful for me. It took a lot of time to prepare it, but my idea was to just like uh, make this bulletproof uh, from the day one to like uh, not be the guy who just like doing everything low cost. Uh, okay. If we realize that we have all of the skills, what we need to prepare it uh, in-house, Let's wait for for all of the things a little bit, prepare it uh, really well, and maybe we can just like uh, uh, beat some competitors just because of the design language and like uh, these things would be prepared. Yeah, and how how are you using the branding? So like we have like you have the website, you have the logo. You also mentioned like the the packaging. So um, where where else are you like trying to push the branding more? <laughs> almost almost everywhere. Like, yeah. Maybe, I don't know how many people realize that uh, in the last couple of months, we totally, let's say, renamed our products. Mm -hmm. We used the word Sushene Maso uh, at the beginning because we didn't think that uh, the name Boltong uh, will be recognized uh, by, the, by the audience here uh, because nobody knew what is, a, what, is a, what is a Boltong. But we, right now, we are pretty sure that people know what is a biltong? So we just put the biltong instead of sushi maso. Okay. But we didn't change anything else mm -hmm. because the style of the of the bags is still the same, and people are more thinking about the stripe, the the, the, the dominant stripe we have on the bag. They are thinking more about the colors. What does it mean if it's yellow or red or or, or I don't know which one, uh, brown. Uh -huh. And all of the things what we are trying to do still needs to be consistent. So we are using the brand. Which will supporting us uh, to describe, uh, let's say the let's say the product and all of the things what we do, and all of the other things like uh, merchandise and uh, and the videos and so on. We still try to use the same language uh, and same design language, which can support the brand and, uh, and and the products. And I hope that this will help us uh, in the future again, because if we don't need to change it, so we can use it as a benefit and comparison with other other uh, other companies. Just the fact that every time when we come with a new thing, new product, and we put the brand on it, so we know that people can just like easily put it in some category because they know what kind of style of the category we are following. And that's a big benefit for us as well, because we don't need to explain them what does it mean this and that. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, did you actually design the logo yourself or you had? Yeah. 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 So we still don't have a designer. We already have a... Uh, uh, team who's helping us with the copy, photos, video, but still like uh, the design language, it's like uh, something what I uh, keep as uh, my responsibility. Nice. Uh, so, how did this happen? Like, how 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 the growth happened from like again 2017 when like you almost sold uh, like closed the business, uh, and then as you said, like you you have like. First of all, you started to focus on the on the product more, be more brave to uh, try different approaches, different formats, and uh, figuring out the right the right audience. 
what else help what else helped you to i think that achieve? every single year uh happened just one thing not like okay. multiple things uh so every year we realize that there is something what should we do or shouldn't we do and these things help us a lot to just make a really big step uh step forward so the what's the year 2017 or 18 18 18 that was a uh, thing with the let's say targeting the right audience change the change the language and change the way how to promote our brand on social media mainly on facebook that was a uh, that year so next year we uh, came with the idea to start selling more and more brands uh, on our website because it was a easy easy thing how to uh, how to target more and more people Maybe not just the people who likes our uh, own products, but maybe somebody who's just looking for something more exotic and so on. And another thing was to uh, make a partnership with the Czech-based companies. Okay. What was a uh, like a crazy idea one year before, but we are like, okay, it doesn't matter if they are if they sell it on their websites, on our websites. If there's gonna be sales, it's gonna be win-win situation. Mm -hmm. And maybe uh, having something like a marketplace is a good idea for people as well, because if you like one uh, product from that brand another one from another one so you need to pay let's say shipping twice or three times so it's better to just have one place where you can buy everything and we start promoting uh, our like e-commerce site together with other brands and for some kind of companies which were more focused on the production because they didn't have let's say really strong e-commerce presence it was much easier to give us all of the all of the products to start selling it on our website because mm -hmm. they were more focused on B2B, let's yeah. say, and B2C and especially online is a little bit different. We're like, okay, just sell everything for us and it's gonna be both a, a win-win situation for both sides. Yeah. That was a, probably the biggest hype uh, that year. Last year, there was a coronavirus and like a home drying, uh, uh, let's say, give all of the people the recipes, how to how to make a belt tank at home and uh, maybe a little bit more uh, invest into the team. So right now it's not about me and my brother, we have a team. So it's really hard to say like, uh, okay, let's invest some money into the positions which are not giving you the revenue because yeah. it's easy to say, okay, we need somebody for PPC. So, okay, we can just measure it by the numbers. But if you need somebody who will be just like doing some kind of accounting support or let's say doing some copy, which you will, not able to be monetized mm -hmm. so it's maybe just the money what you are like a theoretically wasting but you need to just keep your time to be focused on key things and i think that this change of our uh, mindset was really important that year as well that right now we have uh, people focus just like uh, let's say one thing and uh, it's much easier for us to manage it and like one thing you you mentioned that last year um uh like your top uh, top selling products was actually not your brand and but you managed to change that when i said that we run something like a marketplace it went really great and we realized when because we are still measuring everything we realized that there is a one problem that revenue is going up but the margin is going down because mm -hmm. we are selling more products from other brands mm -hmm. uh, in comparison uh with uh with our own which was great and bad at the same time. So that was the reason why we came with the idea to start selling more our own products. But yeah. it's not so easy to come with uh, five different flavors and meat ties because, as I said, so it's a really long-term uh, process to drink the meat like yeah. Boltong. So we came with the idea like uh, start selling the vinegar, all of the ingredients and like uh, things for the home drying. 
And these things uh, will give us the chance to start offering more and more branded things. So we just like, supported our brand. We had a stronger presence uh, on social media because we had uh, more things what we can promote, not just the meat. And this helped us a lot to just like, uh, not a beat, but like uh, take all of the, all of the, let's say, top uh, positions on the iShop with our own products mm -hmm. because we didn't have just like uh, some, like a, like a few products, like five products from our brand and uh, 85 from the others. And like one thing also that you mentioned was like converting your customers into a community. Yeah. That... When did you start doing that and how did you do that? I didn't plan to like uh, do something special. I just liked what, uh, for example, Mixit is doing here. There's a Mixit community uh, and you can find many other brands who are doing the same thing. And when we realized that organic, uh, organic reach on our web, uh, on our social media is going down because there was a, just some kind of other change of Facebook uh, targeting and like the rules for that, we started a community, which means that everybody who will, uh, who will make a purchase on our website will receive an email like, thank you for your first order. And we offer uh, that person to join us in a private group on Facebook. Currently, we have almost 2,000 people there, which wow. is, I don't think it's a, is it a big number or not. But the great thing is that these people are really talkative. So they are ready to talk about all of the things. If you post there something, there is a much better, much better uh, impact of that post because most of the people will read it and they are willing to talk about the topics. So we can ask them like, hey, what do you think about, the, about these three versions of the new product? So which one is the best for you? So we can just like uh, talk about the, about the plans, what we are planning to release. We can uh, we can uh, give them an access uh, to buy some new stuff before we officially release it on the website, and this is uh, much better for us uh, to promote all of the things what we do there rather than on the public social uh, media page because the impact of this post is much bigger. In yeah, like from, from a technical point of view, like the reach, the organic reach for uh, for yeah. groups are way are way better than uh, than pages like on, on Facebook, and like it seemed like for you like these two thousand. Uh, uh, members are like your focus group. Like you are using them exactly, to exactly. And sometimes it's it's really uh, funny to see that uh, we think that we are planning to do something which is great for all of us, and sometimes we are really surprised that they have a totally opposite uh, opposite idea. Another thing is if we do everything uh, as they need because sometimes uh, it's much more complicated to do uh, what people likes because we know that it's technically uh, much uh, more complicated yeah but it's really good to like uh, to like a works populist like uh, they can say uh, they can tell us what they think about that and we know that this is not driven by some kind of i don't know like a bad uh, uh, expectation so they are really transparent they are really honest so yeah. It's great. And actually, this is similar to what you mentioned at the beginning. Like when you started the business, the target audience for you is like whoever is like us, whoever like have the same um, uh, interests uh, like us. And that was not correct at all. Uh, so I am saying the same thing. Like something, yeah, we come with a great idea, we got a great product, but then you start speaking with the actual customers and no, they're not, they're not really interested. Yeah, that's right. And another thing is that this place is amazing. Uh, amazing thing on this place is that there is a, some kind of activity without us. So people are sharing what uh, what they made at home. So they are just like uh, talking uh, about all of the stuff which is related to like say meat business. 
and sometimes realize that we didn't post anything in the last couple of weeks or days, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of a lot of things, like a lot of posts from other people. And sometimes we are the person who comment. We are not yeah. the person who need to post something to, yeah. let's say, uh, do some activity, which is great. Yeah, I think, yeah, this is, this is actually very important, the idea that you are building you are building a community so it's it's important to be just a participant there you don't have to always be the leader and sometimes it's much better just to listen yeah not just like to be the guy who's driving the conversation and asking for something which can be really annoying but be just like uh, the guy who listening and see what uh, what's happening there it can give you much more insights than, uh, than you can expect yeah that's amazing all right so i think the last thing we're gonna go uh, through will be okay. What is your plans for the future? And so, like, if any if anyone has uh, any questions, we'll just uh, type uh, type them in um, uh, whatever like YouTube or Facebook, wherever you are uh, watching. Uh, so, what are your plans for the future? Because I know like that you were planning to uh, to expand. You have you have a different. You you were thinking about a different brand, uh, but that it changed now. So the main goal for now is to just like uh, start doing the business without the Corona <laughs> because uh, just last couple of days, really nice weather outside. There was a huge drop on the, on the website. So like people are not, not buying <laughs> anything. And I totally, I, I totally understand. People will start uh, traveling. So nobody will have a time to just like uh, drawing me at home, maybe not in that amount as used to be last year. So we just need to start doing much more things to be still visible and offering something something special. And last year, we just like made really good B2B context uh, outside the country. So that's why we decided to run uh, our website in English. So we'd like to start selling it on Amazon as well. Like a lot of plans which are more about the, about the ex expansion. Yeah. All right. So. Uh... Thank you for joining us and My pleasure. Uh, thank you everyone for uh, for watching and um, uh, and listening. Please join the Facebook group, uh, go to the website and just um, uh, subscribe to the uh, newsletter. So for any new events and we are planning a lot of events with um, very interesting people to share more marketing experiences uh, and growth uh, experiences. See you next time. Thank you. Aku. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.